Hey, with Andrew Roland Jr., Swish is the short film played at the Under 5-Minute Film Festival. It's a love story between two brothers, and then we realize that one brother is not with us physically anymore, but he's still in the, the realm of the emotion of the, of the one brother, and he, his tools and his support and his love still keeps that, that brother going. Is that a fair assessment to the summary of your film? Yes, you can say so. Yes. You think so? And you, anything you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, ultimately, it's a story of grief. Yeah. And, you know, people grieve in different ways. The character in this short film chose the sport of basketball to alleviate of that grief. Gotcha. Is this is there a personal story attached to this film? Somewhat. The grief aspect is personally attached to me, which is losing family and friends throughout life. And basketball is something that I played throughout my life that kind of kept me in and that it's my comfort zone. That's where I go to to like relieve of stress and things like that. It's and I was born and raised in New York, so there's a lot of um unwritten rules that go along with the sport of basketball that I try to incorporate into the short film. But as far as like uh like my brother passing away or something like that, that's totally just a part of the drama of the. So the, I'm from uh, I'm I'm like six four. I play basketball. I'm from Canada, from Niagara Falls. Okay. And I went to school in uh, New York City for a year. And I went on, so I would play, you know, played high school basketball. I thought I was pretty good. Then I went on the courts in uh, New York City, and I realized I wasn't that good. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, so it's a different story. Well, of course, one side you're playing under the whistle, and then when you're in the streets, it's the like structure is different. Yeah. The structure is very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very different. So, but so, it's just, it's like the, I mentioned, it's the, the uh, speed, the speed of the the way they played was like I couldn't catch up. Like like everything, it wasn't just the fact like going up, running up and down the court. It was like the first step, right? It was like such a it was a, such a fast first step on the court. It was unbelievable. Yeah, this, is, this is in street ball. Yeah, street about. ball. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no officials. There's no t there's no uh, shot clocks, and there's a lot of people possibly would have been waiting on the side to play next. So they kind of kind of keep the games like going at a certain pace to make sure everybody plays and a lot of rivalries get, get built through that too. So, so yeah, it's, it's such a different game because I'm sure that you've like dealt with it too, where you're playing the street game and then you're playing like high school or you're playing recreation. Was it? Oh yeah. Did you have it's a time? Slow, it's way more slow when you're playing high school and recreation under the whistle It's slower. Like it's more thinking done. It's, I, that's where your IQ and the play is coming to play. But when you're in the streets, it's just like get open, find the ball, and just let's play, let's score. That's and pretty you much don't it. have a coach micromanaging you either, right? So exactly, you get to do what you want to do, what you need to do, and you kind of just orchestrate it yourself. Everybody is, you kind of got to figure out who's the chief. It can't be, it can't be too many chefs in the kitchen. You kind of figure that out as you play. Maybe about the second or third game in, yeah. you know, like okay, this is the guy. Gotcha. Yeah. There's an analogy to to chess with uh, street basketball, meaning that there's like there's like chess, like park chess, right? And mm -hmm. then there's like, and then the, some of the, then there's like obviously chess where like you're like in, in a boys club or something and you're yeah, like, you're playing in a, like a tournament. And, and it's like, they, there's like, they, they say that there's bad habits that are picked up on, on street chess. Would you say that so. there's bad habits picked up on, on, on court play? Like then the coach, of course, especially, team? well, just in the transition from playing street ball to organized basketball, you notice the things, there's certain calls that are not being called when you're, yeah playing in street ball it's like they kind of let it slide to keep the pace going but once you get under the whistle you notice like oh wow this is like a this is totally different i can't do this anymore i gotta play this way it's just yeah. 
just a minor adjustment. You learn your fundamentals and your toughness in the streets and you get organized once you're under the whistle. So I just want to jump by. I want to get to your film in a second because I just want to jump on your basketball um, uh, smartness. It's because basically the game has changed, right? Like, I don't oh, know yeah, if you watch sure. the NBA. Yeah. And it's like people go like instead of like running toward the basket, people are running to the three point line. Right. Yeah. Even on fast Steph breaks. Curry. Right. Beth Curry. What was it's the question? I'm sorry. No, it's it's the it's the Golden State or whatever like that. It's but it yeah. was it was really by analytics, right? Like these guys, these Harvard guys came in and they're like, if you even if you get thirty three percent three point, it's still fifty. It's like it's worth fifty percent on two point. So you mm -hmm. might as well if you get forty percent on three pointer, you're going to win the game because because the analytics are telling you that like math is going to add up, right? Yeah, that more points, gonna, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how the game sort of changed. But is it change? Did it change on the on the on the on the street courts too? Like, did it? Are there still people going to the lane? I'm just curious. In a general sense, uh, it depends. I would say, okay, I'm gonna tell you like this: age. You can tell people's age by what they do. <laughs> okay. Younger guys tend to just run straight to the three point line because that's what they've yeah that's, that's their generation right yeah all the guys you know we kind of tend to go to the lane we you know two points is two points and whatever but younger guys just go right to the three-point line and it's like they just let it fly it's a whole bunch of three-pointers going back and forth instead of like a lot of there's no more cuts or backdoor screens being yeah now. So, the game is completely changed it's like even even yeah. if you're like six six you're still you're learning how to hit it. You still have to learn how to hit a three to get to exactly. the next level. The game used to be, used to start, the basis of the game was work your way, work from inside out. Now yeah. it's the, the complete flip. You work outside in now. Yeah. It's like you start outside and you work your way in instead of like the the uh, center of the offense being the big man down in the middle. So you're kind of, you're kind of in the middle, like where you kind of like my, I'm in my forties. So I, I saw, I, I played a different game. Like even if I watch classic, like, Bulls Jordan games, yeah, and you watch like you know Golden State Boston game. It's they're they're it's a different basketball game, right? Way different, way different, way different. There's yeah. no more is the the mid range is being like there's no mid range game as much. There's a few players who still do it, but now it's either you're dunking on somebody or you're just calling ISO at the key, yeah. trying to shoot it from the logo. So it's like it's different. It's, it's different different game plans now. But the irony, if you have a mid-range game like Durant or, or um, Luka Doncic, like Rosen, Luka Doncic, uh, you can, you're a great player, Leonard. right? Because because yeah. Durant can hit it. He doesn't. Need, he doesn't need like he can hit fifty. He can score from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That man can score from anywhere, so he doesn't necessarily need to like. He can just score from anywhere. Like someone like a, a DeRozan, I would say, Demar DeRozan, that helps his game. Someone like. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, he's yeah. dominant all around. I would say so. Someone like a poor Paul George, even he his game relies heavily on the mid range shot as well. So it all depends on the player. But like I said, you can always differentiate between the older and younger guys. A lot of younger guys coming in the league now just pulling it from three all the time. Yeah. That's their bread and butter. Yeah. Their mid range game is kind of just gone. It and it's gonna get even. It's gonna get even worse. Like because you're got you're gonna get older. Your generation is going to get older and then this generation they're all gonna and there's the glory instead of the slam dunk the glory is the three-point shot right so yeah yeah it's interesting it's like the game completely completely transformed it's just such an interesting yeah. like you don't even need to be seven foot center yeah it's gonna keep transforming i wouldn't be surprised if they had a four-point line you never know yeah i did they, they don't want to tinker with that stuff right yeah not too much but something's gonna change something is gonna change
All right, so let's get to thank you for the basketball talk. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Always, I'm always down for that. So let's get to the making of your film. So, what is your experience as a, as a filmmaker? How many films have you made prior to this one? Um, this is actually my first film that oh, I've wow. actually put together. But I felt like I wasn't starting from zero with it. I've been around a lot of people and in different environments that kind of gave me bits and pieces of how I could go about when I did write my screenplay. So it kind of helped like being on uh, doing music videos for friends or professionally doing um, freelance work and just learning my way around a lot of the software has helped me get to this first uh, complete feature that I've done. So. So what was the what was your motivating factor to do it? It's like I'm going to make the, the, my first official short film. Yeah, um, it is a student film. So okay. The motivating factor was to get the grade, but there's a story behind it. Uh, so in 2021, I actually went back to school. I was a former college dropout. Okay. I took about like five to six years off because I had a son and I decided to jump back into it just to kind of prove to myself that this is something that like I really wanted to do and be it that the pandemic was happening or kind of we're kind of middle in the middle of that when things were kind of weird about how we would be able to access space and things like that it was kind of hard to collaborate with a lot of my uh, classmates because of that so I decided to actually write it myself write it and just I went through all the ins and outs I was like if I'm gonna do this I really have to prove to myself like I can make this happen so I wrote everything out all, all the infrastructure, writing, storyboarding, shooting, editing. And I did all, I covered all grounds. Like I did all the audio and all the editing, oh, wow. color correction, just to make sure to prove to myself, like, man, I can do this. I know I can. I feel like I have the capability, but be it that I'm being put in this situation, I'm just going to go for it and just see how it comes out for the most part. Just, just, just to make sure what I got up here, I can put on paper and then from paper, bring it to fruition. And it worked out. It worked out. So you did, you basically did everything except for performing the film. Basically, so as a, as a, like, this is a student film. So as an education, you've kind of fun, understand all the levels of how to put a film together. So when you make your yeah. next one, you can find the right people who are. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of helped me figure out what I needed, essentially. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of roles in film. And yeah. that I am, you know, uh, a starting out filmmaker, it kind of made me see exactly what I would need moving forward. So I don't necessarily need a lot of things to be covered. Yeah. I just know if I pick specific people who are qualified, they can do multiple duties as I did throughout yeah. making this. I know I can, like, pick up the, of course, the direction the director, DP, and producer. I can probably do all of those things, all of those roles. Or maybe I can do the direct, the DPing and the lighting at the same time and then have someone else do the audio. So I know how to delegate the work differently now. Yeah, but, but then sound design as well, because that's probably... Oh yeah, that's that's something I'm definitely going to get someone else to do. That was the <laughs> yeah. hardest part. I was just going to mention, that's probably direction. the hardest, most underrated aspect of film. Yes. It's like, dealing with foley there was a there was a scene that i thought i had um the exterior sound it was like while he was shooting around by himself it was like the clips between switching between him and his younger self and i thought i had the audio and it was just so horrible that i did ended up not even using it 
And in some parts I had to bring in Foley, like sound effects to make everything sound yeah. cohesive. And it was like, wow, this is a lot of work, you know? You know yeah. Next I, time. And a lot of times people are just, we'll start from scratch. They'll just, they'll yeah. pick up some, some voice, some of the dialogue and they'll still do the whole thing from yeah. scratch. Right. So yeah, that seems to be the common because every, the technology's there and the, all the effects are there. They're somewhere they can find it. So mm -hmm. tell me about, tell me about your, uh, your, your cast. So you, Nick is your, is your lead older guy. Then you have the two younger actors, right? Yes. Nick is actually a friend of mine uh, that I met through someone when I was casting. So our relationship started because of that film. The uh, all the younger castmates are actually my nephews. All three of them, like two of them that were playing sports, and there's another one who's sitting alongside. Okay, those are all three my younger nephews, and my older brother. Back like when I was a, uh, I do a lot of things aside from film, so I'm always like in the creative space. And my older brother would always tell me, "Whatever you do, involve your nephews." always involved them so i feel like this was the perfect that's his that those are his kids i'm assuming no 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 those oh, are my okay. sister's kids your sister's kids my older sister's kids so he would just tell me whatever you do incorporate them so i felt like that was a perfect opportunity and i was really uh very taken back and proud at how seriously they took it because initially there were a lot of lines in the uh in the film yeah that i had them Really, it wasn't really for them to uh, specifically say, but it was to give them an overview of the flow of how they should talk to each other, in a sense. Gotcha. So I was just proud of how serious they took it and the job that they did. It was just, yeah, it worked out. I'm just proud of that. Uh, hopefully, uh, I started something inside of them, have some future actors or something. We'll see. Yeah, no, they did. They did a great job. So tell me about the because there's a contrast within the within the flashbacks in terms of your lighting design and the. Yeah. It's like a fall kind of like kind of vibe. Did you what did you do? Did you change your filter? Like what was your kind of like? It's a very it's a, it's a huge contrast. The, so the contrast that I is a lot of things that I used. Um, visually, it was um, the color correction. Yeah. The old the flashback scenes are a bit more dull and bluer in in, in the tense and the tones. Um, another thing I used was uh, not comp well for the for the younger scenes everything is ha handheld. All the scenes with the younger guys playing gotcha. basketball is handheld, and then when he's older, everything is static. There's no movement in any shot, so that's a never differentiating factor. Another would be the sound, the sound design. When it came to the music, there's certain uh, aspects that I use, different cues that I use to uh, show the differentiation in not only the scenes, but between characters. When, um, like I mentioned earlier, in the, two, in the scene where there's like constant flashbacks between him shooting by himself and then the, the two ch younger uh, children playing, mm -hmm. there's a... Um, there's a sound, a specific synth that's in there. Like it's a beat, there's a beat that's going and you hear some DJ scratching and then there's a synth of when the two guys, the two younger kids are playing amongst each other. And then it goes back to the scene where he uh, is sitting on the side and he starts shooting again. Once that part happens, the synths are out because that's sort of, that was supposed to be the, uh, represent the aggression that the other brother showed to the his brother while they were playing against one, one another, give it like a hard edge. Yeah. So it was like a social cue to like lead to what was it was a foretelling. Yeah. Like 
what was about to happen in a sense that, yeah. that was missing. And then, so it's different, a lot of cues you have to like put in there. And I guess that's why a lot of filmmaker friends that I have, they, they enjoy the film because it's not, the film is really not much. It's like five minutes long of just a simple story, but there's so much like uh film knowledge in there that little cues and little bits and pieces that you can catch on. No, to. it's a well, it's a well-executed film. That's why we're talking yeah. <laughs> right now. It's like a, it's, you should be proud because even the the sequence where you're you're doing the the death, you yeah. don't like you're doing it in kind of an artistic way, right? Like you don't want yeah. to really show. I didn't want to show any guns, any violence, yeah. any blood. I just kept it real. Like you catch you catch the clues. I kept visual yeah. clues in, in in the whole thing. Where you understand so, what was going on. So the title swish, like with like it's obviously the basketball swish. Is, is it yeah. a metaphor for you for anything like that perfect shot? doesn't touch a rim like is there like does it mean anything to you uh yes it does like i mentioned earlier there's certain unspoken rules in basketball okay right so let's say you're you're shooting by yourself you're practicing you never leave the court on a miss like you always make sure you shoot the shot make sure it goes in of course all net is better in any shot so all swish yeah. The shot all switched. That's just a little not basketball knowledge or unspoken rule that I put as the title. So it's almost like I mean, a superstition in a way. Like Yeah. It's in a sense. You never you never leave the shot on a miss and it has to be all switched, especially if you're shooting free throws. Yeah. So it's like that's just a unwritten rule that you always use. I decided to turn that as the name of the film. Very basic, just swish. And that's what he's kind of saying to his brother the whole time as he's practicing his free throws. Yeah. all swish you make five all swish we can leave and that's just like one of one of those things basketball heads pick up on so it's one it's good for everyone because what happens i guess you're talking about the film is about grief what happens is that obviously these two brothers um love basketball and they they're 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 competing and they're beginning the best of each other and sometimes when there's grief happens like you kind of stop playing the thing that that you played with the person you love like mm-hmm. i can't every time i think of basketball i think of my brother so i'm not going to play anymore but yeah. this character is like he's moving forward. Like he's he's basically taking what he learned. There's pain when he's playing, but he's still playing the game, I guess, right? Yep. Yes. He's grieving. He's he's getting over yeah. that. But he's moving forward, experience. meaning that he's not stopping. There's the, you know, people grieve and they stop and they don't move forward, right? Exactly. You can't stop. And even if you do, you know, because people grieve in different ways. Sure. Some people stop things completely. But it's all about the persistence. Yeah. I mean, there's no judge. I'm not, not like, trying to judge. It's just that you something, but eventually yeah. you have to move forward, I guess, right? Yeah, you gotta move forward. And it's not like he's trying to be like, you know, a basketball superstar now. It's just let's just keep moving forward. Like this is something that I've stepped away from because of this reason. And now I'm gonna do it to work through the pain. So it's almost cool. like that's what you did with filmmaking. Like you stopped and then now you're doing it again. Yeah, that's an amazing metaphor. I never thought about it that way, but <laughs> Yeah, I stopped and I kept it going. Are you gonna make are you gonna make more films or oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Now that I see that people can understand my visual storytelling, yeah, it's gonna be a lot. Uh it's gonna be a lot. So you are you graduated? You're graduated from school? Yes. So what are your what are your plans now? Like what do you what do you what do you want to do now next? Uh next move is just be a sponge, learn as much as I can, put myself in those uh environments where I can learn as far as like PA, uh, working with local 52, 
just trying to find my way into the industry so that I can actually make films as a profession. So gotcha. that's where I'm at with it right now. Yeah. I did the PA thing. It's it's you it's an education on set PA because you learn a lot. Gotta yeah, change do. a lot of garbage bags, but you're you're generally on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've been around to understand that. So now it's more like actually having intention in doing those jobs instead of just being on set. My intention now is to actually like pay attention to the the roles that I want to fulfill and develop relationships with these people the best way I can. Yeah, that's the amazing thing about film is that is that you never know where everybody's headed, right? So exactly. one PA five years later could be could be doing a feature film, right? So it's yeah. like the guy who's directing the feature film film doesn't do well. It's like he goes, you know what I mean? It's like that's why people that they, they never like the, the the there's a hierarchy. It's like an army yeah, in the film set, right? World, but it's mm -hmm. at the same time it's like you can leap up up ranks pretty quickly if you want to. Yeah, for sure. If you have the ability. Yeah, I like the slow and steady. I rather I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing fully. Yeah, my 100%. thing is I like to understand a lot of roles, so I just like to get a full understanding of things. I don't know, that's just me. I'm trying to figure out what everyone's doing and see how it plays into that, how it plays into the one film. Yeah, I need to know everybody's aspect, what they did, and like just to be able. I don't know. That's just the way my mind works. I want to. Oh, be able I, to I got you. Things. But that said, the best way to learn is to do right. So. Yeah. Is to make films. For sure. So what did you think about the audience feedback video that we sent you? Uh, I loved it. The fact that everyone was getting the film gave me a lot of confidence. Like the like the little cues that I mentioned earlier, people were picking up on and it really, really opened my eyes. And I was like, uh, yeah, not only am I going to apply for more film festivals, but it just felt good to to feel understood. And I really appreciate that video. I was excited. I was showing everybody like, yeah, I see this. Like, listen to what they're saying. They get my film. And it's just <laughs> like, it just made me feel over the moon. It That's really good. Did. It really, really did. That's awesome. So why don't you, okay, why don't we talk again then and make some more films and I'd uh, love to see what you do next. And, uh, and we'll talk again because I want to see your body of work. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Take your body of work and then basically you're on your way. Oh yeah, it's it's on the way. I'm working on it right now, so we you'll see it in the near future. All right. Sure. Well, okay, let's talk again. Hopefully later this year. All right, man. One, two, three, four, five, six.